This is Blender Style, the show where we discuss a blend of heavy and extreme music. On this episode, Offspring, Ixnay on the Ombre. This one came out in 97 on Columbia Records. Cheers, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, you picked, um, picked this album. What, uh, what's your familiarity with Offspring and Ixnay on the Ombre? So I remember this album being so freaking amazing when I was a kid. Mm. And then I was listening to it now, and it's not as amazing as I remember. Kind of like a lot of things when I was a kid. <laughs> right? Yeah. Stuff that just doesn't hold up. It, yeah. But you've always been familiar with Offspring. Yeah, yeah. I've been familiar with Offspring for a while. For me, I got started at Smash. Yeah, and that's where I got started. I, you know, before I, I think got... you and me both got started around the same time with that album. That was like uh, 94. Um, I was very familiar with Smash. I bought the CD. I loved it. But when this came around, one of the leading singles was gone away yeah and it was too sissy for me i just mm. was getting into like cannibal corpse and i yeah. did not want anything to do with anything that wasn't brutally heavy mm-hmm. yeah so i was like Fuck so, so i got into this before the single came out uh, yeah. and i think the single ruined the album for me after that i was like you know what this isn't that great really yeah, yeah me as a teen ink same thing like gone away it was just like which is probably one of their best songs of all time now but at the time, I, I was like, like, this it. is, like, Metallica was doing ballads on the Black album and mm-hmm. stuff, and I just didn't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. So I just never checked it out until now. Nice. Yeah, I never, never, like, gone away. Did you listen to uh, Offspring, Nate? Oh, yeah, I've always listened to, well, yeah, ever since I was a younger kid, yeah. like, seeing uh, Self-Esteem, the video. Well, you're into punk, right? So this is... Yeah. Uh, this is, yeah, this, you know, it's punk. But this uh, is like radio punk. Yeah, well, I mean, trendy punk. In the 90s, you know what I mean? You had bands like Green Day, you, had, uh, you know what I mean? That's kind of what was popular at the time. Well, let's talk about but, what the sound is then. It's, uh, I wrote SoCal Skate slash Surf Pop Punk. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say it's definitely a LA. Yeah, I see the SoCal part. I don't see the surf part. Mm. He... So you can Dexter maybe vo- the bleached hair makes it surf. <laughs> Dexter sounds like a blonde kid from Southern California, like his vocals. Oh, yeah. okay. Well, even Noodles' guitarist, I mean, it's pretty surfy, kind of almost sounds. Yeah, that's why I say like it's got an LA. Uh, but this feel album, to it. this album was more of a, a grindy guitar than than even this, Smash. I feel like this is a uh, like especially, could, especially some songs. This is a rock. Yeah, like so I, I can see the punk. surf vibe on Smash because, like you said, the guitar, some of the guitar stuff, it's like kind of a almost a poppy violin style thing going on the chord progression. But on this one, it's a lot of like you said, like a lot more rock uh, influenced. There's definitely a punk feel to this. Like if you put horns on it, it becomes ska immediately. Oh, immediately, yeah. So it's like fun, like mm-hmm. bubbly, like poppy. It's yeah. very. It's very accessible. Like, your parents can listen to this. Anyone's parents can listen to this. This mm-hmm. is very easy to get into. Yeah. So, like, I think, you know, there's a couple tracks on there that I actually got, like, a Jane's Addiction vibe. Oh, okay. okay. And me and my lady. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and then. I can see that. Uh, what I was that? that I Choose, I think yeah. it was. It mm-hmm. kind of has, those are, the, like, the more rocky sounding ones. And then, like, I went and I looked up this album, and literally the producer that's on, like, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Jane's Addiction, like, did this album. Really? So, like, I totally got the vibe of Jane's Addiction on some of the stuff, and I was like, what the fuck? That is so weird. That's pretty good that you picked up on that and then researched it, and you're like, oh, 
It really does. Oh, the first track. So there's a couple like interlude tracks. There's a disclaimer at the beginning. I think that's Jello Biafra. I was like, that sounds exactly like Jello. It is. Okay. And coincidentally, uh, Dexter did some humanitarian work with Jello. So I really? don't know if that's their connection. I did not know that. Yeah. You know, what's also cool about the name, you know, Ex on the Ombre, it's, you know, it's Pig Latin and Spanish to pretty much mean, yeah. Three languages be, in one. To just be, uh, you know, fuck the man. Yeah, that's pretty yeah, much exactly. what that means. It translates that's pretty, pretty much tight. just like fuck the man. Down with the man. They actually came and, well, they recorded this. It was their first one off of Epitaph. Yes, so there was a big thing that happened when they left and went to Columbia. Mm -hmm. So Smash was the album before this. It was on Epitaph. Yes, and they were actually still under contract to Epitaph when they they signed this. And they actually wanted to be on Epitaph still, but the guy uh, again from, what's his name, Brett from Bad Religion. Uh, Yeah, yeah, the guy from Bad Religion shopped their, their stuff around and tried to sell it to another label for profit on itself and not kick back to the band. Exactly. Oh. Some fucked up shit. Now that we've like been doing this, I've heard a couple things about this guy from yeah. Bad Religion, Epitaph guy, being a dick. Yeah, and being I worse too. than like a fucking sold out big, you know what I mean? <laughs> big big yeah. record label. Uh, what'd you guys like about it? So I, I liked um, the kind of more rock vibe that they did on it. Like, so if, if you listen to like the early Offspring stuff, like the, the, um, Ignition and uh, was it their first title or their mm-hmm. self, the black one? There's a lot of like it's really, really, really punk. I mean, it's straight mm-hmm. punk. And then uh, Smash, they kind of went kind of a, a punk meets kind of rock kind of vibe thing going on. And then this one, they kind of went more towards the rock side of things. They still had that punk vibe, but it was probably their most rock kind of influenced at the time and i think you even catch it like on that little hidden track at the very end of it where where the the little you guys should try heavy metal kiss my ass ha ha <laughs> because people are like well you're going to kind of a rock vibe and there's a there's a pop element to this as well there really is it, well they were trying to write some singles on some of these oh for sure yeah they they want after the the success that smash had they were like wait a minute Mm. Let's let's cash in on that and really like make some money on it. it feels Do you think like. Epita- or uh, Columbia threw some money at it too? Uh, yeah, because I know that Smash. They said they did it on a budget. Like when they, they recorded Smash, they were like hitting up the studio, like, "Hey, when is it like empty? Like getting in as yeah, whenever it, they could." Yeah, for yeah. the cheapest way. There was, was no the first there was no album. scheduled time. I was like, "Hey, do you guys got ten minutes? We can come in yeah. and, and record." Oh, really? Yeah. There's some great songwriting on this. I really like. Like, there's some really killer tracks on this. That Noodles stand. is a good guitar player. He really is. He comes up with some innovative stuff. I think Dexter... Do you think he has, like, a surfer? Like, do you think he listened to the Ventures growing up and he, like, learned how to play that clean electric guitar? Maybe. I know that L.A. sound, like, you know, when you... The L.A. sound with, like, TSOL mm-hmm. and, like, I mean, Adolescence and stuff like that. Like, those bands were highly... Influential on on the offspring, but the offspring's more like fucking Green Day, right? Which is like pop punk Bay Area status. It's getting more rocky. It was like just more rock. I think at the time though, like when Smash came out, I think Green Day and them were on a completely different trajectory. They were, and they did. Like Green Day was really more punk. Offspring's the better band Uh, long term. Yeah, Dookie might be better than Smash. That's debatable. Yeah, Smash. I don't know. That's a hard one. But like that Father of All Motherfuckers album that came out is a just piece of shit garbage of an album. It's the worst Green Day thing I ever heard in my life. 
Honestly, I stopped listening to Green Day after Dookie because everything after that was horrible. No, Insomniac is oh, a great yeah, There's some good ones. Like, they did those more ballad. It like, wasn't until American Idiot that I got back into them, and then everything after that hasn't been great. Yeah, me. after American Idiot, the shit kind of went down. Well, and then Offspring, they did... I didn't like the Pretty Fly for a White Guy. I no. thought that was gimmicky, and it just it turned me off, and I never So the came Offspring's up. always been like that, though, kind of. They've always had a one-off, weird, fucking... Uh-huh. Like they was just, there on Smash though? No, no. they started doing it on I on think, this one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so on on this one, this was the last one I think I really got into. I think I got Americana, but yeah, I, never I liked really, Americana. I never really got into it. It was way too mainstream kind of sounding. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of fell off the offspring bandwagon. I haven't listened to them since really. So coming back to this was kind of a weird. So yeah, for me as an adult, the the real emotional songs that jump out at me are gone away and amazed, and they're just. They're fucking killer, bro. You ever lose a friend that meant really something to you, especially when you're younger? And I mean, we're still young and we're losing friends. And when that happens, I mean, Gone Away is is a go-to track. See, I feel like like Amazed was amazing. That song was great. But Gone Away, I just can't get into. Did you you like anything else about it, though? uh, I liked um, Change the World. That was awesome. Continuation of the hidden track from uh, from Smash, which was really cool. Kind of hear it fleshed out. I agree, and it had like that Eastern mm-hmm. guitar riff that yeah, he must that be in love so with. Good. He must be in love with that guitar riff because it's like on three places on Smash, <laughs> and then he's like, "Wait, I'm gonna one more time." He's got like a it. signature the way he plays. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you know, he just milks it, and he uses that in "Come Out and Play" too. It's like that marinating. It's like that. It's that beachy. There's surf, yeah, like surfy kind of, yeah, yeah. And then the the opening track was fucking that, that riff at the beginning of it was so good. Is there anything else you guys like, or you want to talk about what we don't like? What I liked about this album is that there is some really good punk songs on there. It's just sprinkled around with a bunch of rock, kind of. Yeah. But um, it's still got that, like, you know, hey, I want to get on my board and skate. Some of my favorite tracks were definitely The Meaning of Life, and Mota is... That's a funny. badass song. It's funny. Like, it uh, you know, it's like funny. talks about like, oh, when I get high, you know, Jimmy Buffett, like everything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, And then, like... Um, Cool to hate. I cool love to that hate song. sounds like it could have been on Smash. Yeah, yeah. it's really good. That's and a good I track. love the whole tongue and cheek thing with the lyrics. I- oh, here's another like we should talk about is fucking Dexter Holland, the person. He was valedictorian of his high school. Uh, he went on to get a PhD in molecular biology. He uh, he's a humanitarian, like I talked about okay. with his work with uh, um, Jello Biafra. With Jello Biafra, he. He's a pilot. He flies his own plane and shit. I saw that video. Was yeah, you sent that video. Yeah, yeah. In the you sent a video of us. They're like flying in their the plane. Cockpit Come karaoke. Car- cockpit karaoke. It was so good. And I'm like, that's that should be a, so. That should be a show. It's probably really expensive. Yeah, compared to the other car shows yeah. that were going around. I love on the plane on the tail. It has like the anarchy. Yeah. Side. So Dexter, along being a pilot and a humanitarian, he also has his own hot sauce company called oh, wow. Gringo Bandito. We have a few bottles here. We're going to do a taste test after this. Uh, but it's actually fucking really good See, sauce. I, I've never even heard about it until you guys told me that. No, that's great. It's a, I have uh, two bottles that are like this much left in it. <laughs> I use it all, all the time. It's great on pizza. You like it on scrambies? Uh, the green sauce on the scrambies. And- what did you guys dislike about Ixnay on the Ombre? I disliked that song. Gone Away? Gone Away. Yeah, that's like the only track that you that's like one that's probably Offspring's best song all oh, time. Oh god, I just it's don't beautiful. like it. And, and you know what it is? I, I just think it's his vocals on that. 
Oh, he's killing They're it. They're so forward on that. They kind of put everything to the back and it's just, it's like you're just listening uh, to him singing and it gets raw at times. I think it's an emotional song and I think he it, kind it, of pulls it, it off. I see what you're saying though. Like the vocals are really in yeah. the high in the mix kind of. And it just bugs me. Like that's like, like the whole trendy thing that you go out the Like he's in your face through. with yeah. it. Yeah. Like uh, that's like this trend that happened in the early 2000s where all these bands would put out music and their vocals were so heavy, like really forward. And you, you didn't get to hear the musicianship. And it's like, no, you're a band because you're musicians, not because of the singer. Mm -hmm. The singer doesn't bring anything to the fucking band. The musicians are the band. He does. I, I would definitely agree with you in like early 2000s and stuff. Yeah. I think it had to do with like also the recording of things. Maybe. But also I agree that for some reason musicianship got like. Yeah, pushed to the back. Well, not, I don't, yeah, just or just not notice because yeah. like it just. I don't it know. was the worst thing to happen to music <laughs> when pop bands started making music and they had no like technical skills, but yeah, they yeah, figured exactly. out the formula to yeah. sell records. They figured out they could just do it on their computer at home, and like then just garbage music ensues. And yeah. it, and this machine of garbage music picks up good bands and recycles them into shitty bands. Yep, Paramore, right. right. Good band that had like a kind of punky like the drumming in that too is just horrible. spot on. Now. And then they kick out everyone except Homegirl, Haley, whatever the fuck her name is, mm -hmm. and they make it a pop band. I'm like, you fucked it up. Paramore was good, dude. No doubt was good. Yeah, honestly, exactly. I'm glad she went to Gwen Stefani because calling that shit No Doubt was uh, a slap in the yeah, face. Yeah, she would have carried on as No Doubt. Yeah, that would have been horrible. Um, I'll tell you something I disliked about this album is some of the silly, stupid tracks we were talking about. Like the intro and all that. I, the intro is fine. It's it's a waste of time, right? I don't need a disclaimer that says, hey, I'm Jello Biafra. I'm like, skip. No one's listening. Which is also a reoccurring thing for Offspring. They always have like an they intro They did in Smash. There's always like an interlude thing. Yeah, the intermission thing was stupid. It's like, yeah, just shut the fuck up. But on me and my old lady, they're like, that was pretty we suck each other dry. I'm like, this is dumb. Yeah, dude, <laughs> me and my old lady is the one of the worst tracks. And that's the one that reminds me of Jane's Addiction. And it's like, I like Jane's Addiction. I don't, I don't like Jane's oh, Addiction. I, Jane's oh, addiction. I, like, I like Jane's they're Addiction. They're so good. Been caught stealing. I wish I couldn't hear that anymore. <laughs> you only got caught once. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny though. The the, the interlude, the, the intermission, that just doesn't add value. It just it's a waste of fucking space, waste yeah, of time. It is. Um, it's not smashed. It isn't. It's nowhere. I love smash. I'm not a big punk or anything mm -hmm. kind of fan, and I don't uh, usually get into music like this. This is good, but it doesn't hold up to to smash for me. So I definitely hate me and my old lady, and I choose the two tracks that I was talking about. You guys can go to therapy for that. Yeah. <laughs> if you have an issue with you and your old lady, you can talk. Dude, man, she's got issues. We can talk about it here. Well, you're going to pay. <laughs> so I honestly think Smash was great. This isn't Smash. I agree. Uh, but there's great tracks on it, but there's a lot of filler, a lot of there's. stuff that doesn't need to be there. And I also think Americana was better than next day on the ombre, me personally. So yeah, there's a, that, that uh, like, Smash was 100% a good album. Oh yeah, Ignition track, was a 100% good album. There. Ignition the same way, the self-titled same way. This one was maybe 60, 55% good tracks and the rest just filler. It's yeah. like, it, all, it was almost like a phoned in kind of, hey, let's make some, let's ride the coattails of what we, we accomplished on Smash and see how far it could take us. Hmm. And I would have to go back and listen to Americana. I never gave it a chance because this one just kind of turned me off. Mm -hmm. But uh, 
You might be right. It might be a better album. Well, because you got to think the singles for Americano were like pretty. Yeah, fly, that's what I was just thinking. Like, and that it was, was like horrible. issues, and it's like, and the, they always have those like. Okay, so I think the Offspring does like punk albums and sprinkles in pop little single things because I think they honestly enjoy doing it too. Oh yeah, I think they musicians. enjoy playing. Those oh yeah, this is genuine. They're, they're not doing it to sell records. They're, they're not selling yeah. out. They like making this accessible music. I yeah. agree. I don't like them making this type of music. Yeah, exactly. Especially after such good stuff in their early years. Yeah. You're like, really, guys? I well, mean, if you think about it, they only had two really, three really good records. True. Because I would even say that the uh, self-titled The Offspring, the first one, uh -huh. has a little bit of filler, too. I can't think of what it has that's filler. I didn't, I didn't get in. I know everyone's like, you gotta listen to Ignition. Ignition's dude, probably their best one. I don't give a shit. Kick them wise down. Oh, dude. Fuck, man. Casey, what'd you uh, give this as far as ratings? So I rated this at a uh, 3.1. Okay. And pretty much the same thing we were just talking about. This isn't Smash. This isn't Ignition. Those, those were way better outings. Um, it, it, it does good. It doesn't hold up to what my expectations were or what I remember when I was a kid. I remember this being so amazing. Uh, I think Madeline got this for me. Who's Madeline? Just some chick. Oh. Uh, when we were kids yeah. and... It was pretty, like, I was like, this is the best album ever. And then I'd listen to it back for this. I was like, man, this isn't the best album ever. <laughs> this isn't even close. And you, would you give it a 3.2? 3.1. 3.1, okay. Yeah. What'd you give it, Nate? Um, okay, so I agree with you. There's a lot of really good offspring, and there's a lot of, like, bad offspring and stuff. So I, I, it was really hard for me to judge this album as an album. Okay. Like, I wanted to judge it in the discography of offspring, and really I should be just... Review on its own, yeah. For the most part, it's a pretty decent listening for me. I'll listen again, and uh, I give it a three point five. There's a lot of good stuff that I like on it, and there's uh, some a little bit of bad stuff. So, three point five from Nate. Nice. Yeah, three point five for sure. I give it a three point one as well. There's some good tracks on it, mostly filler. I'm not gonna come back and listen to the album, but I, you'll listen to Gone Away. I'll listen to Gone Away. I'll listen to Amazed. And if someone's spinning this, like if I come into your house, Casey, and you're playing this... I won't be. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is, you'll have the sauce more than you'll listen to X Nail the Ombre. Yeah, the sauce is way better than the... sauce the, is uh, daily, X Nail the Ombre is never again. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> this is Blender Style. That was Offspring, X Nail the Ombre. Please, please blend responsibly.